Hey guys, I'd like to introduce you to a new podcast that I know you're going to love. Do you like travel? Do you like picturesque locations and getting away from it all? Well, this new podcast has all that and murder. It's called Slaycation, and it's a darkly humorous look at murders and mysterious deaths that took place on vacation. Hosted by a true crime fanatic, her comedy writer husband and his TV producing partner, Slaycation brings a unique perspective to chilling, thrilling, and WTF stories of vacations gone horribly wrong. From the twisted tale of Harold and Tony Henthorne, whose romantic anniversary in the Rocky Mountains ended with one of them falling off a cliff, to Angelica and Vincent, two recently engaged lovebirds whose Hudson Valley kayaking adventure ended underwater. Each episode of Slaycation will have you asking, accident or murder? But it's not just the stories that'll intrigue you. It's the discussion between a longtime married couple and business partners who happen to be Emmy-nominated TV producers. Each episode of Slaycation also includes humor, takeaway and travel tips that will keep your next vacation from being your last. If you're ready to pack your body bags, Slaycation is available on all major podcast platforms. Search for Slaycation on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, do you have trouble sleeping? Then maybe you should check out The Sleepy Podcast. It's a show where I read old books in the public domain to help you get to sleep. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. It was the age of classic stories like A Tale of Two Cities, Pride and Prejudice, Winnie the Pooh, stories that are great for adults and kids alike. For years now, Sleepy has helped millions of people catch some much needed Z's, start their next day off fresh, and discover old books that they didn't know they loved. So, whether you have a tough time snoozing or you just like a good bedtime story, fluff up the cool side of your pillow and tune into Sleepy. Unless you're driving, then please don't listen to Sleepy. Find Sleepy on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes each week. Sweet dreams. Before we start the episode, I want to tell you guys about a new film project that we're creating right now. And if you guys are fans of ours and of the thriller horror film genre, you might be interested in checking out. The film's called An Angry Boy, and I wrote the script, which is about a teenager who starts to remember repressed memories from when he was abducted as a child, and then he sets out to get his revenge. It's dark and creepy, and right now you can actually own shares in the movie we're going to create and self-distribute. This is a new form of crowdfunding where your investment can potentially see returns So head over to our page on Start Engine to learn more about that. We appreciate the support over the years, and there's a link in the description or just Google an Angry Boy Start Engine if you want to find out more. Scary Mysteries Twisted Twos Terrence Woods' Disappearance and the Don Decker Trance Tales of hauntings, murder, and scary mysteries. Every week, Twisted Twos dives into a pair of uniquely terrifying true stories that are worthy of a more in-depth look. For this week, 
We'll explore the case of Terrence Woods, who disappeared in the vast wilderness of Idaho, and the strange case of Don Decker and his demonic trance. Get ready for Scary Mysteries Twisted Twos. Number 1. Terrence Woods' Disappearance From the Rocky Mountains to the Grand Canyon, America has always been known for its huge number of national parks. Every year, millions of tourists coming from the country and around the world would brave the dark woods, vast deserts, and treacherous mountains just to get that kind of thrill that only nature can provide. However, there is a dark side of the country's expansive wilderness that some or few of us may know about. It is the fact that since their inception in 1916, the National Park Service has reported the disappearance of over 1,000 people who vanished without a trace on their grounds. One of these very unfortunate souls was a man named Terrence Woods Jr., who disappeared on October 5, 2018, and his story is wrapped with intrigue and mystery, the kind that could convince you to never step in the woods again. Terrence was 26 years old, and he worked as a TV production assistant with the London-based production company Raw TV for the first season of Discovery Channel's documentary series called Gold Rush, Dave Turin's Lost Mine. The show follows Turin's journey as he explores the abandoned mines in the mountainous regions of the western United States. One of the show's stops was the Penman Mine, located in the Oro Grande area of the Nez Perce Clearwater National Forest in north-central Idaho. Hours before Terrence met his bitter fate, he posted a photo on social media showing the shoot location that they were working at. The image captured shows a densely packed forest, a river cutting across, and a wide gray sky. Terrence was working with 11 other crew members for the show. On that fateful day, his co-workers said that they saw him acting quite strange and noticeably quiet. As the day drew to a close, the team wrapped up on set. A co-production manager reportedly saw Terrence talking to someone before walking a bit further towards the side of a steep cliff. The witness recalled to the police that, out of a gut feel, he looked over towards their direction. There he saw Terrence's two-way radio, the one they used for communication, abandoned on the ground. Alarmed, the witness ran immediately towards the cliff, and to their shock, saw Terrence about 15 feet away, running down along the slope of the curve as they put it, like a hare. The witness yelled to the other crew members to grab a vehicle and go to the main road where they expected Terrence to end up. Meanwhile, he went to chase after Terrence toward the thickness of the woods but stopped short in fear that Terrence might get scared. He climbed back up and waited for the others to make an update expecting that they'd wind up with him below. However, the crew reported not seeing Terrence at all. The group then immediately called for authorities to report a missing person. A few hours later, a massive search and rescue operation was underway. Search teams on ATVs and on horseback circled the area. A number of canine units were also deployed while a helicopter recon unit equipped with heat-sensing technology was hovering in the air. Despite its immensity of scale, the operation yielded nothing. It lasted for a week until it was finally called off, 
and the case was then turned over to the Idaho County Sheriff's Office. But up to this day, Terrence's family, friends, and co-workers are still waiting for any sort of update regarding his whereabouts. Theories and assumptions are abound as to what really happened to him. The law enforcement handling the case presumed that Terrence might have had a panic attack or mental breakdown of some sort when he ran down that cliff. Others said that the youngster could have been experimenting with drugs and something in the area might have triggered his impulses. Still, the possibility of a suicide is also being looked into. Conspiracy theorists, though, are saying that there must be something in the woods on that particular day that pushed Terrence to do the unthinkable. Perhaps something of a supernatural nature. Less publicized reports pointed out the almost simultaneous disappearance of a few people. On that same day with Terrence, a woman named Connie Johnson vanished somewhere in Fog Mountain, Idaho, which is around 60 miles to the north of the Penman Mines. Two days after, the Idaho County Sheriff's Office received a report of another missing person. This individual in question was Jose Mendez Morales, a Washington native who was on his route to Elk City, Idaho. Whether it was just a sad turn of events or something supernatural, we don't know. But what we do know is that all the above cases have yet to be given any closure. Number 2. Don Decker, the Rain Man Most likely you've heard of or have seen the Dustin Hoffman and Tom Cruise film from 1989 called Rain Man. The story revolves around two brothers, Charlie, a selfish auto dealer, and Raymond, who's autistic. In a typical childlike manner, Charlie loves to call Raymond Rain Man because that's what it sounds like to him. Well, the Rain Man in our story is about a man who literally makes it rain. No one, even to this day, can give a viable explanation as to how this person did it, not just in one instance, but many times. Don Decker was in Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania on February 24, 1983, to attend the funeral of his 63-year-old grandfather, James. Don was 21 years old at the time, and was serving a 10-month jail sentence for receiving stolen property. He was at the funeral after being granted with a furlough from the county jail where he was serving his prison time. Little did his family know that Dom was actually a victim of physical abuse by his grandfather ever since the age of seven. Dom felt that the evil in his life was finally gone along with James's death, or at least that's what he thought. Feeling the bitterness over his parents glorifying the honor of the recently deceased, Don decided to head over to his friend's place, that of Bob and Jeannie Kiefer. It was at the Kiefer's when what seemed to be the evil of Don's grandfather manifested in its horrifying form. At their house, Don was suddenly struck with a chilling feeling that seemed to run up and down his spine. He was in the bathroom then, washing up for dinner, when he felt the air get sucked out of the room. It was as if he was standing in a vacuum. Out of the corner of his eye, he saw in the tiny window an old man wearing a crown on his head peering into the bathroom. The apparition seemed to laugh maniacally and it freaked the hell out of Don. As it happened, Don felt sharp claws cutting deep into his forearm. It made a mark 
and when he went back out to his friends, Bob noticed it. Don assured his host that it was nothing, and at the dinner table, Don and the Kiefers noticed water beginning to drip from the walls, and lots of it, like water coming out from a leaking pipe. The Kiefers called for their landlord who, upon arriving, was confused, knowing that there were no pipes running in that part of the house. Dazed and shuddering in fear, Don was convinced that his grandfather's spirit was haunting him. Then, upon further inspection of the house, the Kiefers, the landlord, and Don were all stunned to see the water defy gravity and begin to move upwards towards the ceiling. It was all too much for them to handle, so they called the police and two officers arrived. Even the two newcomers were shocked to see the water in the living room seeming to rain upwards. Feeling lost, the two policemen fled the scene and went back to their patrol car, and the others followed suit and left the house. Don and the Kiefers decided to go to a restaurant to pass the night, and once there, the same mysterious phenomenon occurred with the rain falling upwards. The restaurant owner gave Don a crucifix, and much to their surprise, he immediately started feeling a burning sensation overcoming him. The group decided to go back home, and when they left, the rain at the restaurant almost instantly stopped as well. Back at the Kiefer's place, Don experienced yet another phantom attack. The pots and pans began flying everywhere in the kitchen, and Don was seen levitating off of the ground. An invisible force seemed to pick Don up and throw him across the room like a rag doll. Don, the landlord, and the Kiefer's were all quite certain now that an evil force had been causing the chaos, and it was specifically acting on Don. The next day, the upside-down rain had stopped, as well as the haunting. Don went back to jail to finish his sentence, bringing with him the curse of his dead grandfather. In the prison, he began to exhibit strange behaviors that greatly frightened other inmates as well as the prison officers. According to accounts, Don was able to make it rain inside his cell, but he also admitted that he had the feeling that he couldn't control it. On another occasion, he was dared to make it rain in the warden's room, and so he did. Annoyed and also shocked, the prison warden called for a chaplain to pray over Don, who was now obviously possessed by some sort of evil spirit. Challenged by the reverend's presence, Don made it rain, Everything got drenched in water except for the Bible that the Reverend had opened. The Reverend performed an exorcism, and Don squirmed and screamed in agony the entire time. He was later found looking beaten but relieved, and after that, the rain stopped and has never occurred since. Paranormal experts and investigators were convinced that the incidents with Don were caused by demonic possession and authorities could not offer a viable explanation as to what they witnessed. So there were two of the most frightening and shocking stories around. The world can be a crazy place, and Twisted Twos is sure to show you why. If you enjoyed watching this video, then please remember to subscribe to our channel. We have new videos coming out every single week for you guys to check out. And check out our new podcast called Everytown which is available wherever you listen to your podcasts and on this channel as well every Friday. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you guys soon.